Russia are promoted. They have their storybook ending. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Wrexham Texan. My name is Jake Green. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast where I generally analyze and comment on Welcome to Wrexham, the docuseries. Being a filmmaker, I figured I was somewhat well-qualified to uh, comment on, on the documentary series. But being a massive Wrexham fan, I also like to put out podcasts after each of our games or try to put them out after each of our matches. So here we go. Wrexham AFC versus Barrow AFC. Um, yeah, it's one of those weeks where we don't have a Tuesday game and that drives me nuts. I mentioned this in one of the podcasts this week. It's just the whole week is just dead. Like we got some big Ben Foster news, which was, you know, bittersweet. I understand. We understand why he wanted to go, but um, the just the week felt. It always feels less alive <laughs> when Wrexham doesn't play on a Tuesday, so it was nice to finally have have the match arrive this morning for me. Um, Eight a.m. where I am, so got up at seven, um, laid in bed for. F- 55 minutes and then scrambled to get everything together before uh, before the game started. It's a lazy Saturday morning. So, um, yeah, Barrow game. First, I don't always... Generally, I think that refs get a raw deal and they get blamed for way too much. And I'm probably blaming them for way too much today, to be honest. But that ref was inconsistent and erratic and just made some absolute garbage calls. I said this in the Red Hot Take, but he may have changed the outcome of the game. I mean, he he was giving yellow cards for things that weren't worthy of it, and then he wasn't giving yellow cards or even fouls for things that should have been. That one where they ended up scoring off of it, I f- just feel like Lee got shoved to the ground. Um, was it Lee or O'Connor? That gummit. Now I can't remember. I think it was Lee. Uh, I, sh- I feel like Lee got fouled, and that's when they took the took possession of the ball and went down the field and freaking. I mean, it was a beautiful shot. It was curled right to the upper ninety on the far post. Mark Howard reached for it, couldn't quite make it. Um, but I just thought that one goal was set up by what should have been a foul. Should have been called a foul. They had no business being on our end of the field. We should have had possession. We should have had a free kick going towards their end. And was it me or was it something about going to the left during that game? The left side of that field seemed to be the field, the side that got the most action in the first half and the second half. So Wrexham, I mean, we dominated that first half. It was very clear that we were the better team in the first half. And then second half, it was very clear that they were the better team. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Possession ended up being in our favor, 52 to 48, but that's only because 
in the second half, they got possession way more often. So something about going to the left, um, going to the, I don't know which actual compass direction that side of the field was, but going that direction seemed to be some type of advantage. I wonder if it had to do with the sun, the wind, uh, maybe the pit, whole pitch is just tilted. I don't know, but there, there was definitely something to it. Um, how about Mark Howard? How about Mark Howard coming through, made some great saves. That one where he dove into the corner of the net and narrowly missed the post. That was fantastic. What a beast. Like I, I know that we've had issues with Howard and that, uh, you know, having Ben Foster come in for like 12 matches over the last, um, year, Kind of maybe kind of spoiled us, though the last though this season, Foster definitely did not perform uh, perform to the point that we needed him to. Um, the quality quality from from Foster this year has been a little bit lacking, and you know he is forty years old, so it totally makes sense. But Howard, man, that dude really played well today. He was there every single time we needed him to be there. He didn't seem to make a wrong move. Um, he played the ball nicely. Uh, he played it out to the defenders nicely. He booted it when it needed to be booted. I, yeah, huge fan of, of Mark Howard's performance today. Bravo, man. You did a fantastic job. I thought that, yeah, like I said, that one save when you're diving into the corner, that's that, ca that would cause anybody to be a little hesitant um, I would know when I was in, <laughs> I was in, I think it was seventh grade, sixth grade, something like that. Uh, my friends and I were playing American football on a tennis court, which don't ever do that. And somebody punted me the ball and I went dove full on into the tennis post. Uh, I don't really remember much. I remember, uh, my friend's. My dad was there too. My, my friend saying uh, that I sat up and I said, "Dad, I think it's bad." As I'm gushing blood from the side of my head, <laughs> don't remember any of that. Ended up getting a few dozen stitches, um, a bunch underneath the skin. You could see my skull, a bunch underneath the skin, and then a bunch on top. So, uh, moral of that story is: don't dive towards posts. Um, it, the post will win. Post wins that 99 times out of 100. Um, I feel like maybe Wayne Rooney could win against the post just because he's got that giant head. But other than that, just steer clear of posts if you're, if you're playing soccer or, or football. So anyway, just the mere fact that Mark Howard was just committed entirely to that dive and saved that ball. It was, I mean, it was going in. It was absolutely going in, and he committed, dove, and knocked it out. Beautiful play by Howard. Loved to see it. Uh, let's see. In the 12th minute, so Ollie Palmer, I don't know what it is. It may just be the fact that he is big. Like, he's a big dude, and so he, I just feel like he doesn't get the fouls called in his favor very often. I think he's getting fouled a lot more than, than what is getting called. And he just muscles his way into everything. It's awesome to see. This game, he was everywhere. He had his head on it. He had his foot on it. He 
he was all over the field um, playing great balls, uh, putting great balls in play for teammates, uh, breaking away that one that set up the Elliott Lee PK was fantastic. What a perfect run. What a great launch from Tozer. Tozer just played that perfectly. And I know that Barrow was complaining about the, the call, but man, the defender just kicked Palmer in the back of the leg. Like Palmer, I feel like Palmer would have scored that goal. Um, and yeah, he just got, got taken out from behind. <laughs> so yeah, Palmer is a beast of a player today and he has been all season. Uh, I've, I've been enjoying watching Palmer play. It's weird to say this, but I've kind of liked Mullen being out for a bit. I know that's weird. I don't care that we're not winning as much as we should be, but it's nice to see how other players step up. Uh, Bickerstaff and Palmer have definitely done that. Elliot Lee has expanded his game even more than he already did and than he already had. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've said it before. Elliot Lee's my favorite player on the team. I love his hustle, although Ryan Barnett is coming right up on his tail because that guy, anytime that guy touches the ball, I think we may be able to score. I think he may be able to put one across or just just whiz right around his his defender. So, uh, but yeah, the, the guys stepping up after Palmer's absence has been really interesting to watch. And it, I think it's good for our team to kind of, for people to build that confidence and get that playing time that they wouldn't normally get if Palmer was, or if uh, Mullen was actually playing. So it's the beginning of the season. You know, I don't, uh, I, in the first season of the documentary series, I believe Humphrey Kerr was the one who said, uh, you can't win the league um, in the first 10 games, but you can you can uh, knock yourself out of contention. Um, and we are not doing that. We are not anywhere near knocking ourselves out of contention right now. Uh, we're, we're playing fine. It's, it's been a mediocre season thus far, but you can see how just a couple extra things and we'll be on top. Because um, we play so well together. We were very technical today. Our passing was fantastic. Uh, I wish it had, let's see, distribution. We had 425 passes. Our accuracy was 79%. Passing accuracy in the opponent's half was 65%. We had 29 crosses to their nine. So our our interplay, our, our passing between each other was f just wonderful to watch today. We had 78 long passes. They had 82. They did have, I mean, they, they had great passing too. They had 405 passes for 76% accuracy. That ain't bad. Um, their accuracy was a little less on the crossing um, than ours. Ours was 14%. Theirs was 11 But I thought, I mean, it, it, was, it was a tale of two halves, honestly. Like, the first half, we, oh, if we'd have just gotten one more goal. I mean, we had the opportunities. I feel like Palmer and Bickerstaff both had the opportunity to score that extra goal. I know Palmer helped set us up for the Elliott legal, but man, we just had the opportunities. And at some point those have got to give and we've got to capitalize on, on 
on being in the box with one defender or no defenders against us. Like, Bickerstaff, you got to just tap it up over, man. That was so close. That was so close. Try to do what you did last week and go far post. Maybe you should have gone near post. I don't know. Obviously, in the heat of the moment, like, it's easy to say all this stuff from a van in Montana. But, uh, yeah, just near post or just a little chip. I also envisioned him just grabbing the ball with his with his feet and jumping over the goalie. I think that would have been really fun. <laughs> Ridiculous, but fun. Um, but yeah, the first half was super exciting. It really made us. It made me think that we'd have a really fun second half. But uh, Barrow either adjusted or it's just that end of the field. That end of the field could could be the reason uh, for the exciting halves for both teams. Um, on their respective ends of the field. So that was, yeah, it was an enjoyable game. It was tough. It was well fought. Um, the ref really tried to ruin it. He tried to do stupid things, uh, but still it was fun to watch. Let's go over some statistics. Possession again, 5248 for Wrexham. Uh, duels success rate. They won 5448. Aerial duels, they won 55-47%. Uh, they had 14 interceptions. We had 10. We both had offsides once. We had 10 corners one. They had three. 10 corners one. You got to start capitalizing off that. I mean, how many times have we actually scored off a corner this year? I don't think it's been many. We should We should figure out why that is the case because... That's just something we got to score off set pieces. Um, and we, we have been scoring off set pieces, just not corners. Uh, corners drive me nuts. Um, they just seem like it's just a toss-up as to who gets it. Nobody, There never seems to be really someone who can dial in exactly where they want to cross the ball. Um, and maybe we should uh, – I don't know. I feel like we should practice more with the corners. I just don't think they ever set up – a decent, a decent scoring opportunity. Let's see our attack. We had 12 shots with four on target. They had four shots with two on target. So their, their percentage was a little bit better than ours. When you get that many, I mean, four on target scoring one, I mean, I guess 12 shots total, but some of those shots, the, I hate the ones where the ball bounces back out past the, past the goal box and a player just runs up and tries to crank it and it always goes 30 yards over the net. That kind of stuff drives me nuts. Just bring it down, do a touch, play it to somebody else, dribble, just do something besides trying to crank it. You are not, I don't know, uh, Ibrahimovic, you know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, those those plays drive me insane. Let's see. Our shooting accuracy was 33%. Theirs was 50. They had 13 tackles to our 12. They had 20 they had to have 29 clearances to our 15. And then fouls conceded, we both had 9. They had 3 yellow cards and we had 2. There were no red cards given once again. I got to say that uh, 52 52nd minute goal by aqua which i heard the announcer saying aqua but i didn't know how to spell his name 
It's A-C-Q-U-A-H. That's, that's a lot of letters just to spell aqua. <laughs> um, but I thought that was such a pretty shot. That was beautiful. Um, let's see. Latest table. What do we got here? MK Dons sits atop the league. 12 points. Gillingham, 12 points. Accrington Stanley, 10. And then Knotts County is fourth with 10. That gum. Freaking A. We just dropped. Man, we were going to, we were ahead of Barrow at halftime. And now we are down in 16th and they're in ninth. That gum, y'all. That's brutal. I hate when they do the live table. That drives me nuts. I'm sure everybody over there, everybody in UK is used to that. Everybody in the soccer world is probably used to it. But I hate it when at halftime they show what the table could be because it just gives you so much hope that, oh, man, it doesn't feel like you've accomplished anything at the end of the game if they show you what the table would be if the game ended right now at halftime. It drives me nuts. Just show what the table is and then play the rest of the game and then show what the new table is because it, and again, I'm sure everybody else is used to this. I'm not. So they don't do this in American football. They don't do this in basketball. They don't do this in any sport in the United States except maybe the MLS, but I don't really watch the MLS. So that kind of thing drives me insane. It gave me false hope that we were actually high on the table. We are not. We are in 16th. Got six total points uh, doubled by MK Dons, um, which was our first game of the season um, in which we got smoked by him. So, uh, yeah, overall, really fun game to watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I wanted to scream at, the, I mean, I did scream at the ref many, many times during this game. Just made no freaking sense. Parky was clearly screaming at the ref. But yeah, the fact that we are down in 16th out of 24, at least we're not, you know, going to get not in the relegation status as of now. And again, what, we're five games in. That means nothing at this point. So yeah, can't, can't win the league, but you can keep yourself from winning it in the first 10 games, according to Humphrey Kerr. So let's, uh, let's step it up a bit. I, think, I know we can. Our team looks so good. Our defense looked way better today. I've been complaining a lot about our defense. Our defense looked fantastic today. Uh, we just had a few minor things that uh, we could have done a little bit better. Uh, Mark Howard, keep it up, dude. You're crushing it. Um, you crushed it today. Way to step in for. Way to step in for Ben Foster. Fill those legendary shoes and get back to where you were most of last season. I thought you did a great job, dude. So congrats to Mark Howard. Uh, that'll do it for today. Thank you all so much for listening. You can go follow me on Instagram and Twitter, WXM Texan. Uh, I generally tweet out a few tweets and I guess post a few posts on X, whatever you want to call it. I'm just going to keep saying Twitter, though. Tweets. Um, and I definitely am active on Instagram and do, you know, a red hot Red Hot Take um, after every single game that I watch or listen to. So um, go hit me up over there. If you'd like to come on the show, if you have suggestions for the show, email me or message me on those two platforms. You can email me at director at peacefulseaproductions.com. 
Thank you all so much for listening. This is the Wrexham Texan. We'll see you next time. Up the town. You're gonna see it, you're gonna see it And if you knock my soul with all your strength You're gonna find it, you're gonna find it